Yeah, that's right. We got like a good half hour or so before the jukebox kicks in. Yeah. What? They had that new jukebox. I don't know. That, that was the best part of the last podcast, as far as I was concerned. What? Jen walked in and said, hey, guys, I kissed a girl, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> when she walked in today, I started playing it. <laughs> Did she even remember? Yeah, because I brought I said, oh. hey, I heard you kissed a girl last week. She said, how'd you hear? I said, you were live, honey. I listened to the show. My favorite part when Joe said, this show is a well-oiled machine, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Nick kept that in. Yeah, who was that? Uh, Greg's brother-in-law's brother. Oh, okay. Joe. I should probably put that in the show notes. You kissed a girl last week? Yeah. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Did you do I that again? my boyfriend don't mind it. So oh, a boyfriend and a husband? No, a boyfriend, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> every time I say it's your theme song. Oh, we got our ending already. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the first thing we need from Scott? Figure how we'll it is. You're not going to get a flip-flop out of me, so if you want to start with that. Well, you don't have to flip-flop. Did you listen to the yes, song? Yes, I did. Non-stop all day today. Desperation Samba? Yes. And, uh, yeah, you didn't even is, brainwash yourself into listening to Camp Counselor's flip-flop. It doesn't have to actually flip-flop. Okay. Just, just we actually did the content before we did the introduction. That's mm-hmm. great. The year is 2008. It's the 22nd of October. And you're wasting away on the North Coast. And this is Amigo Schmo. And Greg. And Mickey. Scott. And me. Who's that? <laughs> oh, oh, it's no here a blast it's from the past. It's the HUD. And Scott is back, too. Holy and God. Scott, yeah. The long-awaited return of Scott. Shiver me too. Waiting with breath you know? abated. Yeah. Oh, and I have sponsor? been very, very oh, and sponsor sure. I appreciate appreciate all the get well emails from my fans. Was that plural fans? (laughs) Good one, Greg. Was that even singular email? Well, he includes Cialis and Viagra ads as get well emails. Since Scott hasn't been with us, he's had to do a lot of makeup homework. Mm -hmm. The first is the new segment of the show, Camp Counselor's Flip Flop. Because of... Scott's bold statements and then his retractions of those bold statements a week later. In the it past. Was just one statement. That's how you share <laughs> it. Yeah, it's group needs, man. It was a whole album. You haven't realized that? It was, it was a three-disc set. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, that was Take the live from Anguilla set. All they need is to smell the blood in the water. <laughs> one small gut. So now, <laughs> since we heard Scott did not like Desperation Samba on The Last Mango in Paris, we told him to go back and listen to it. And give us an honest re-review of the song. Camp counselors flip flop. So desperation. One of my, one, yeah, uh, one of my many, members. one of my many homework assignments. After me saying bad things about that song, to the aghast of everyone else in the room. Um, my opinion on that song uh, still holds. I can do without it. I skip it. Uh, I had a hard time today. I've kept it in the rotation. Um, and if you look at my computer right now, my daily rotation, it's not there anymore. I deleted it after about five runs today. Couldn't listen to it. So he doesn't. He flopped. He didn't flip. And, and, I, and to be <laughs> honest with you, the whole whip thing, it he was, still flipped. He it was so dated. It was so dated. I mean, I, all I could think of was Indiana Jones. I'm like... Especially after the last Indiana Jones fucking movie. How was Alien. Indiana Jones dated? You just had a movie. Yeah, from fucking Aliens. That movie sucked big donkey balls. But it's not dated. It's Aliens. brand new. Aliens. Yeah, but it's brand sucked. new. Sucked. Sucked. 
Dude. So, anyway. Okay, so that's one. One homework assignment down. The next thing he owes us is a, mar a verse from Margaritaville, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. A verse from Margaritaville. Okay. Well, I don't sing. So no, you don't have to sing. I'm just going to say it. Is that acceptable? Or oh, yeah, like, sure. Does somebody like to do a dramatic reading of it? No, you go ahead. Sitting here on a log on the North Coast, going nowhere fast, trying to download a blog from the Wasting Away podcast. Man, these guys make touring go by fast. I'd, I'd like to offer them up a tequila toast to the Fab Five from the North Coast. Some people think you're lame, but I know your lives and who is to blame. It is some woman's fault. So join me before this song fades in another great drink, a schmoenade. Now we are wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for a little Dearborn Cantina. I think it's called Casa de Schmo, but keep that on the down low. I hear the bartender makes mean a mean margarita, but the sun. But as the sunset fades, you must have a schmoenade on the North Coast. Now, it's like a story. <laughs> I'm expecting bongo this drums. Is, or something. Yeah, this, that was great. I, I it's the rap. It's the rap. It's the rap version. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fit into the. <laughs> It's a totally a rap interlude, and they're totally separate from the song. <laughs> it's like a stream of consciousness. Well, it doesn't fit the normal thing, but hey, it mentions the Schmoenade. <laughs> I can't go wrong there. So Schmo gives it an A+. Cassidy Schmo, dear Cantina. Schmo's Cantina. All right, well, I enjoyed it. That's it was the, good. But I'm still confused. Yeah. Does, it, does that actually fit the song? Because... Could you sing that for us? Were you like, doing, like, the chorus of it? In, actually, in my head, I was really having a hard time. I was flip-flopping between the melody of Margarita and our uh, Life on the North Coast song. Uh, that's what I thought he, yeah. thought he tried to do, Life on the North Coast. I didn't, well, didn't try to do that intentionally, but I kept falling into that so, I was trying to fit, like, sitting here yeah. on a log on uh, the North Coast, and then I couldn't go yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And then I was like, damn it, Scott, I can't even remember the song anymore. <laughs> I'm at my computer reading. Yeah, I was trying... My, I was trying to like score it while I was reading it, and it just wouldn't fit. Yeah. So, and now I guess we're on to the third of his homework was uh, he owes us a playlist for Michigan football games. Oh yeah. This is getting really hard to do. <laughs> so, but uh, we were we were playing Michigan State this week, big rivalry. We know how the Toledo playlist went, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Now, good one. Great. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have been sick for several weeks, and I haven't participated in many podcasts even before that because it's past my bedtime. <laughs> so I really didn't understand the full grasp of the homework. So instead of raising my hand and asking Teacher Schmo what the assignment was, I just made it up. So I went to iTunes this afternoon instead of doing my work. Clicked on genius. <laughs> no. I actually <laughs> began with just typing Michigan. So, because I figured Michigan, Michigan State, I'm looking for any song with Michigan in it. Up pops Josh Roush's Michigan. So that's a little slow song from his bedroom classic album. Then Rogue Waves Lake Michigan from the album Asleep at Heaven's Gate. That picks it up a little bit. Then we go to Red Hot Chili Peppers, especially in Michigan. Then, of course, we have to obviously play the Victors. The Victors reminded me of Champions of the World by Little Feet featuring Jimmy Buffett, so that got a Jimmy Buffett connection. That, of course, made me think of Queens, We Are the Champions. 
even though we aren't the champions anymore. We were the champions. We will be again. Someday. So then I figure we do have to support the Farmers of America and play the MSU song. Now, why would you say that? Because Michigan, Michigan State. State is a farming school. So that made me think of a wonderful edition of Ella Fitzgerald singing Old MacDonald, <laughs> <laughs> which is a classic uh, version. And then getting back on track, since our team is not that great this year, Time Loves a Hero by Little Feet featuring Jimmy Buffett. Since we're reminiscing about college when we go to these games, Schoolboy Heart. And since our team's not that great this year, breathe in, breathe, breathe out, move on. And even though our team's not very good, we can still party at the end of the world because it is kind of the end of the world for some of the Michigan fans when they lose to Toledo. And then we switch, staying on the Jimmy Buffett theme, to Good Guys Win from the Hoot soundtrack. Uh, if it all falls down, much like the season. And then being the rowdy fans we are, we are the people our parents warned us about. And then going back to the Michigan connection, we have Bob Seger, uh, featured on a Little Feet song, Something in the Water. And then we will go with Roll Me Away, Old Time Rock and Roll. Sticking with the Michigan connection, we have Goober and the Peas. Sticking along with Michigan, I played All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Kid Rock, for some reason, made me think of Ugly Kid Joe. And since we're playing Michigan State, we have I Hate Everything About You. Then we have uh, Kid Rock, our own Michigan Zone. We have Son of Detroit and Wasting Time. And then going back to Michigan State, me associating with a farming school, I then go to a little country, John Mellencamp, small town, hurt so good. And then Garth Brooks, friends in low places. If you have friends in Michigan, they go to Michigan State. The long version. And the, the long, long version. From the double live. And then uh, Kenny Chesney's, of course, there will be beer consumed. Uh, at the stadium, so beer in Mexico, and of course there will be tequila. I assume consumed. So yeah, tequila loves the stadium. <laughs> outside, the outside the stadium. Yes, and then going along that country uh, theme, I have to play <laughs> my from the Eli Young Band, Small Town Kid. Scott loves the Eli Young. Band. I love the Eli Young Band, and then things that I would like uh, Michigan to do, I'd like them to get up, stand up, and actually play some football. So I did the Peter Tosh version of that song, uh, Acoustic Live. Then uh, hopefully uh, with a little luck, maybe we would win this weekend. So I played Paul McCartney's with a little luck. And if we don't, we can still lively up yourself with Bob Marley. Uh, Only Time Will Tell If We're Gonna Be Any Good by Jimmy Buffett. And then, as diehard Michigan fans, we have to play Journey, Don't Stop Believing, Michael Jackson's Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and Fleetwood Mac's Don't Stop, Thinking About Tomorrow. And then, we want uh, Michigan State to Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar, and Michigan State will probably cheat, so I had to play Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. And then... Um, back to our country roots at Michigan State, we have poems, prayers, and promises, things that 
Rodriguez has promised us and hasn't <laughs> come through. So maybe next year our prayers will be answered. Um, and of course, Take Me Home Country Roads, finishing it up. So that is my U of M Michigan State playlist. All right. All right. I like that. I like the Buffett stuff. And the stats say that's 40 songs in 2.6 hours. Yeah. So that should be a decent tailgate, 2.6 hours. <laughs> yeah, like the 3.30 game will be there by 8 a.m., so. Oh, I can. But I'll add all my other Michigan stuff to it. Well, that's I figured right. you should maybe only play half. plays the victors every other song, yeah. so that should add. Yeah. Mm. You want to probably play only up to, like, 25, and then after the game you can play, like, 26 through 40 the long and winding road. <laughs> but I actually liked uh, this playlist, actually. I had fun doing this. You've, mi you've missed a great show. We've last half hour of me. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, show's over now. It. It's the best show in weeks. So, uh, you're listening to Wasting Way on the North Coast, uh, part two. Part and uh, who's on the phone? Texas Mike is uh, now on the phone. So what happened in the show so far? Well, you called, and then you asked what was going on in the show so far. And then I answered, and then Schmo looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then Greg poured some water. Nah. And Greg then Greg's. Scott interrupted me. And then, uh, and then I, I pointed out that he interrupted me, and then Greg got a phone call. <laughs> well, it's like, are you from the future? <laughs> All right, well, hey, we have... Uh, we must have some gospel from the coast this week. Oh, all right. The uh, Year of Still Here tour resumed last week. The set list for the next set of shows is pretty much the same with the addition of Ragtop Day and Last Mango. As before, the most notable part of the show is Jimmy's second encore, where he digs deep to pull rare songs out of his treasure chest. On Tuesday in San Diego, Jimmy played Banana Republics, which he also performed in Cincinnati and at Mohegan Sun this year. Go the expatriated America. Tonight we sure had some fun. Thank you, my friend. And at the end of the first Las Vegas show, he sang Growing Older But Not Up, which he which was last done at the recent Paris shows. So what the hell? Take it right to the end As these days seem more complicated A night like this still wins I'm growing old And last night in Mountain View, California He did a lovely version of Costa Marseille with Robert G Which again was reprised from the parish shows When I left the coast of Marseille not done what I come to do. I spent all the money I'd saved and still did not get over you. No, I still did not get over you. There's one more show left in the Year of Still Here tour as Jimmy returns to Las Vegas this Saturday. A new show has been added for November 8th, but it's a private show to mark the opening of the Margaritaville Cafe in Mohegan Sun. However, Radio Margaritaville listeners will be able to win passes to the event, so keep your serious radios tuned to Radio Margaritaville. 
And Buffett News reports of a fundraiser October 30th in Key West to raise money for Captain Tony's medical bills. The 92-year-old Captain Tony is in ailing health. He's also the subject of a new biography called Life Lessons of a Legend by Brad Mannard, now available from Amazon for $18. I don't know, Brad Mannard just kick up the money for stealing his idea, and I think Jimmy can afford a few fucking band-aids, too. <laughs> <laughs> Band-Aids. That's all Captain Tony needs is Band-Aids. Whatever. <laughs> Fly Dr. Jack down there and take care of the problem. Dr. Jack. That's a two weeks I thought you said you didn't listen to the show because we just talked about him last <laughs> Dr. Jack week. Dr. Jack was Do you really? Yes. I'm just golf on my own here. Really? Yeah. We had homework. We all had homework. That we did our, I, my homework. One no, particular general homework. homework. Scott doesn't have a review, so he's going home. He did his his yeah, any I'm any comments about one particular harbor? No, because I really haven't listened to it. Really the title it. track's a great we'll, tune. We'll review it next. Uh, week. I don't want to make any Scott's false. Scott's homework was good for this this podcast. Yeah, we can't. Uh, Scott can is in his own area code, so he's like one podcast behind us. <laughs> Or three podcasts, as the case goes, depending if he travels or not. Well, what are we going to do? Should we go through this or should we postpone this? I listen to it. You listen I to listen it, to Greg. It. I mean, it's not like it's an unknown he album. Yeah, I know. Everybody you must have heard it since I've 1982 or 81 or whatever. I could probably do it. 83. No, 83. And I had said, so it was after, it was starting my second year of college, I believe. And your guy's third. Yeah. Sad but true. In September. Yeah. So we just hit. Was it just September? Hit 25 years. Hey, Mike, was it September 83? I swear this was in the spring. No. Um, no, it was in the it was in the fall because we kept we kept asking. Uh, what what was that record store we kept calling? Full Moon. Yeah. We kept calling Full Moon. We knew it was going to be out. We kept calling them, bugging them, asking if it's, if it's out yet. Okay. Because it came it's out a, after yeah. you guys went to school. Yeah, I know we were in school. Yeah, but I swear it was spring. Just let, so the first time you came back, which wasn't yeah, that true. far after school started, I think, and then uh, I just have this first time I saw Mike. He said, "Hey, Buffett has a new album out," and this was the first new album since I got into Buffett's first time one was released. This is how I remember. I mean, it, it could have been soon as you went to school. Spring. It came out, and then the first time he came back. And we were having a party like at Hud's basement or something. I remember Mike said, hey, Buff has a new album, Brown Eyed Girls on it. Mm. You know, thumbs up, all this stuff. Wow. And that's how I remembered. It makes sense. This is a 25th anniversary of this album, 25 years ago. And uh, so I have the vinyl in front of me. I do not have the regular CD. With the insert. Yeah, so it's got a white sleeve and it's got a whole insert opening it opens up one yeah four page insert with uh full color photos and lyrics Jimmy and his little ipod <laughs> yeah his boom box he's got a boom box, <laughs> boom box on this, in a uh, rowboat or something like it, that it's, isn't it a sailboat sailboat part of catamaran oh yeah it is a catamaran with uh photos from tahiti when he visited the bounty set which we've the seen anthony hopkins mel gibson movie oh, oh. very interesting mick you guys didn't know that that's the bounty. That's the bounty on the back cover. From the movie. No, the back cover. <laughs> <laughs> the speedboat. And uh, yeah, all the lyrics nice. on the inside. 
Pretty nice package. Not as ornate as the gate folds from the 70s, but still a lot of. Uh, I did a word search count on it. A lot of packaging count. in there. 2,300 words in this album. <laughs> Greg's going to come up with now that he copied all the lyrics into a Word document. This is the metrics Greg comes up with now. <laughs> Greg's metrics. But the CD of it isn't anything special. It's only got the front cover, that's it. No, I get the CD. Well, well, the dual CD is missing a song from Riddles, but right. the single CD of One Particular Arbor yeah. just has the front cover. So what's the first song in there, Joe, if we're going to do this? I got to go home. We're losing air. Hud's bailing. So what do you think? Just give an overall. Can you give a quick overall of One Particular Arbor? I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, One Particular Arbor is one of the better songs on the album, I feel. Fun memories of the, of from the live concert in the uh, Caribbean Soul t-shirts. Reginald? He's busy reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's right, my dad had one. And what was the famous move? The famous move. Yeah, I rule my world from a payphone. I used to rule my world from a payphone. But the arm bent to the back. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because I said, it's on your shirt. I don't know why. And my dad points to it, and we had a bunch of seats two rows behind, right? I think Mike was sitting back there. So that was the classic move. Uh, My dad liked the song, and uh, he had the shirt. Yeah, we talked him into standing up since the lyric was on his back, and he actually got an ovation from the row behind him when he pointed out the lyric right on cue. Yeah, yeah, he did. He didn't know what he was uh, exactly what he was pointing to, (laughs) but the people behind him appreciated it, which was cool. (laughs) So I really like that song. It's one of my all-time favorites, actually. It is a terrific. I would probably rank that in one of probably my top five. Yeah. And it's one that I can listen to like over and over and not get tired of it like Margaritaville and Finns and several other songs that I no longer want to hear. Aww. But for some reason I can just listen to this one and it never gets old. It's very buffy. Now this is the first album I think Robert G joined. What was I gonna say? I guess that was it. I hoped you were going to actually start the review. Okay, review. First song, Stars on the Water. Great song, great cover. This has come up in our best covers discussions a few times. It really, it sounded good to hear it again. I've I've heard it so much live, I haven't listened to it too much from the album. Yep, sounds good. I don't know uh, what else to add. I just just wrote that uh, I like these shimmering acoustic guitars, like uh, eight beats into it when the acoustic guitars kick in. It really sounds cool. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that it sounds like the guitar solo is overdubbed, like uh, two guitars playing the solo, and that sounded really cool too. And actually, I never really noticed it. I never really paid attention to it. But a lot of the electric guitar solos are are pretty rocking. And it's On the a shame. Album? Yeah, it's a shame that they're kind of buried in the mix. I mean, if this was like a rock album, they'd be more prominent. But since it's a Jimmy Buffett album, they kind of buried the the solos. But this. The electric guitar solos kick ass in a lot of these songs. I thought the guitar play overall in the album, yeah, it, it struck me. The guitars sounded so good. I mean, there were so many, there was many guitars going on. A lot of fancy stuff going on. Good hanging out, Partridge. So I give it three asterisks out of five. Three asterisks or ampers, uh, and signs. You don't have a. I can't uh, give it palm trees. Nothing fancy this time. Oh, really? Fancy. You, don't, you don't have like uh, well, like a ship's wheels or something? No. Yeah. <laughs> Three sails. I had to do it while I was in a conference. Change the meeting. ship's wheels right now. Three ship's wheels. Three harbors. What? Harbors. Harbors. Three harbors. Three harbors out of five. 
Well, wait a second. There's only one particular harbor. So I can have three of them. Which particular harbor do you go up to? <laughs> yeah, uh, is third one. Does one of those three uh, harbors you guys mean really stretch it. I'm leaving now on that. Note. Right. Yeah, talk yeah. to you later. All right, talk to you when you get back. We'll associate with some hookers so you got stories for next week. Yeah, all right. Whenever, two weeks from now. All right, see you guys. See you later. This is his uh, theme song, by the way. <laughs> I used to have money one time. Me too. And Jimmy has a oh. song called it. And I forgot about this song until I listened to this album again. It's a good album filler song. And uh, again, it was just a pleasant surprise to hear it. I had forgotten about this song completely. And I, was, I remember first listening to this album. I said before, this album was the first new release once I had gotten into Jimmy. So I listened to this album like crazy when it first came out. And uh, I just like that, you know, they're, they're all singing at the end. Jimmy used to have money one time. I think they even say Bubba. Yeah. Used to have money one time. I like the background vocals. They really had yeah. a good group doing the background vocals for this song. Really spirited and loud and full-throated. And I like the electric guitar once again. And also, it's... Um, I thought it was funny at the time that Jimmy talks about hard times back in the 80s when it was the 80s. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, what would it be like in the future listening back to this when he's talking about the 80s, but it's actually in the past, and now here we are, how time flies. Yeah. I just got pissed off because I used to have money, too. <laughs> I gave it one ship's wheel. Really? really? Wow. Yeah. Maybe I would, just, if I was doing ship's wheels, maybe every song would have three or four out of five. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree completely with Schmo. This was... Mike had enticed me slightly with Somewhere Over China. I know we've We've talked about this before. Mike and I were roommates, and uh, he bought Somewhere Over China as a new album, and he played it constantly, and I kind of like some of the songs on Somewhere Over China, but when this album showed up, it was like, now I can appreciate why Mike likes this guy, because I thought every song on this album was good. I like the album. This was and really like is my favorite Buffett album. Really? I, w I think I would say that. I think it would hazard to... To make that statement, this is my favorite Jimmy Buffett album. This is definitely right up there. Very, very strong record. Although I, that's the second song there, I didn't. It's not one of the stronger ones on the record for me, but um, overall, what a great album. Okay, song three, "Living It Up." This was very '80s-ish. Yeah, it's it's like they uh, deliberately tried to to go for Euro pop or something because this song does not sound like anything else on the album. I agree. I, I like the song. It's very dated. Yeah, it's still a cool song, but it has such it's a dated, dated sound to it. Exactly. I heard but it. I still, I still like it. I thought, boy, yeah, this. I remember liking it at first, and then now hearing it, and boy, this thing's dated. Another song I but forgot even, about. Not not just the synths and the drums, but even the the way they treat his voice. It's just completely different than anything else on the album. Um, California Promises cover Steve Goodman's song. It's a great song. Terrific song. I think Buffett does a... I, I mean, he really improves on the song. I think they're, the production of the song. And a, a song I always liked, but I think I like as I get older. <laughs> get to be an old man. Excellent Guy Gets Screwed by Girl song. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a four. Great song. Very sad, but yes. great. And knowing that, I think, Goodman was that... Well, this was recorded not long for this world at this point. One particular harbor. Killer what drive. can you say about one particular harbor? It's an anthem. I likened it to uh, Jimmy's Hey Jude. 
but I don't know how how accurate that is. But I mean, it's just it's an anthem. It's it anthemic. Bobby Holcomb co-wrote one particular the song. One particular. I was just. I was What's just that name? I never Look it up, Greg. Look it up. Bobby look up Holcomb. Bobby Holcomb. I was just thinking the live version is a great party song, but it kind of keeps the same dynamics to it. it. It starts big and fast and just stays that yeah. way all through. But the album version starts out kind of kind of quietly and then builds. That was up. our favorite part of that song was that we read. Yeah, he's we actually to, in the Google drop down. We used to uh, we used to time it where. <laughs> We'd all be sitting during the beginning of the song, and then like two minutes into it, it was like, get ready, get ready to stand up, get ready yeah. to stand up. Now, stand up! I was talking about the again. good times. I wish you did that again. But, uh, so, so, they're, they're kind of like two different songs. The live version, the, the current live Her. version, and the, the album version. They're almost because like it, two different songs. It's so, it, it, it's a... It's the dynamic of it being slow and then going fast. Yeah, there are good things again. to say about both. I mean, yeah. I kind of like the the slow, not slow, the quiet build up, and then you know building to the climax. But then the live version is great because it's just it's just a great party song. Okay, side two. Flip the, flip the album, put it on. A song I heard, I forgot about, and it's a cover that I've not talked about much ever before. Why you want to hurt my heart? A uh, written by. Arthur Neville, Art Neville, from the Neville Brothers. And it's yeah. on Nadira's new album. Is it? Nod to the Storyteller, or Ode to the Storyteller, according to Savannah. We're so excited for Nadira. Her record's out, in case you guys didn't know. And Ode to the Storyteller. And I think since, you know, we we don't have to be discreet here, we can just, since we Let's just plug own away. this station, we can shamelessly plug the shit out of that record. Yeah, and we can say shit, too. It's great. You hey sh- hey you shitheads go <laughs> go buy Nadira's album. Even though she apparently worked on the album, but doesn't know the album title. I like the song. I was surprised it starts a side where you know back then usually the power song started sides of the vinyl. Yeah, it's a pretty peppy song though. I knew with two ships wheels. I, I again I this is one I forgot about. It was great listening to. Yeah. Again, didn't sound dated. Uh, again, maybe the background singers are really getting into it. Again. Yeah, it's a good song. And listening to it, I was kind of wondering, is this like a story behind Jimmy's separation with his wife? Is it autobiographical? Like, uh, Distantly in Love is supposedly? Yeah. But he didn't write it, so I didn't. Well, maybe that's why he picked it. No. That's, that is true. He I didn't, didn't know it. it was a cover. I never, I don't remember. I never liked the Neville Brothers. Oh, can to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't know. I just never. This could be a Greg's flip flop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe we'll sign you. You listen yeah, to we'll it. Have to, we'll have to get you the Yellow Moon CD or something. Uh, yeah, see what you have to say. All right. You never liked the Neville. It Brothers? just there's just something about the Neville brothers when it just it, it just Aaron Neville really really never. I I just didn't like his music, his demeanor, his posturing when he was playing his little tambourines or you know this little thing oh that, he really hates them Jeez. <laughs> he's, he's belittling everything this guy does well kidding he's he talking about singing, the the air. Dancing, secretly the secretly i think greg has something about the birthmark <laughs> way he wears that stupid shirt his nasty <laughs> his shoes big arms, stupid earrings high-pitched voice but those gigantic oh, arms that falsetto Hey, when he lived around, stand now. Uh, next song is one of uh, Schmo's favorites. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the third person. Honey Do. I love this song. I didn't even bother rating this song because I, I just know it's Schmo's favorite. So, you know, his his eight-star review trumps all. I just love it. It's a, it is, it's also a different type of song than on the album. I put down, honey, come do me again. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Garcon. What the hell does Garcon yeah, know? I got a kick out of that. When I was a kid, I said, this is awesome. He's making fun of Garcon. And, you know, it's not my cup of chowder. And, I, I just love the way the whole song just flows, and the singing and the background vocals. I uh, I just like the song. We've gone over and over that before. So, and then the, now it, you know the, the album really shows its strength. I think coming up because now we have where the people our parents warned us about, which is awesome tune. Yeah. Yeah. Great title. See, see this is boring because we really all Great like song. It. Yeah, I know. Great. <laughs> Great song. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, the beginning of it is kind of cheery sounding. I, I kind of expected a more rock sound. So, so I don't know if I'd give it full marks just because it seems like instead of keyboards, it should have more electric guitar in there. But that, you know, it's just, it's just a half point off, I'd say. I, I know what you mean. In the, Puppet stuff. If they would just let it go, sometimes they really have fun with it. But this is a good song live too. And of course, they always uh, tip the hat to the Beatles typically when they play live. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like I like the fact that they uh, do a little snippet of Twist and Shout. I remember one of the first Buffett concerts I went to. This part was the only thing I remember. It was the one part of audience participation I could muster. Like your first show? Yeah, first or second. 12 Volt Man, next song. A kind of a classic. No, oh, that's, a, that's a classic right there. Yeah. That's a Buffett tune there. Yeah. Do you guys remember when uh, Jimmy did an AOL chat back when AOL was big? And uh, I guess he did it over the phone or something and had somebody type it up for him because when he mentioned... 12 old man they typed out 12 old men <laughs> that's right i had forgotten and that's about. that's kind of ruined the song for me now <laughs> joe likes the song because it says now i know there's joe down in mexico yeah oh yeah that's right yeah we say schmo down in mexico yeah <laughs> i put this this fits the typical this is what buffett's all about type song i gave him yes. this yep. is where he's real wheels this is where he's moving from the struggling artist, and now he's, he's successful, and people are, you know, he's writing about people who are fans of his. Yeah. Both these last two songs, kind of. He's now really singing and writing about the lifestyle kind of thing. It's yeah, like, he's found that niche, and he's yeah. playing it out. And then he throws this cover on there, uh, Brown Eyed Girl. Classic. And you know what? I heard it. With listen to this album, and I don't know if I've been have listened to the studio version in a long time. I mean, I think Kate's just had live ones on her iPod, and we play it because uh, this is our song together. And uh, it was really cool. I, mean, I just wanted to start dancing. I'm at the gym, and I just that's all I can think of the song. Uh, it was so cool to hear it, the studio version. I love the way this song starts. I love the uh, the steel drum thing. I love the way they rocked it up, but I really like the way it starts. It starts out with such a punch. Yeah. yeah. Distantly in love. 
and I, uh, I really like this song. <laughs> I just keep saying the same thing. <laughs> I know, this is another classic to me. It is a classic. It, it's got just, just really the guitar and the mandolin, I think. Yeah. Jimmy's playing the Very. guitar. Jimmy's doing the own background vocals. It's real stripped down. I noticed a uh, similarity to Chanson pour les Petits Enfants when I was listening to it today. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to mention that because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I'm just going to say it's just awesome. And he keeps uh, the way he rhymes in this song. And I assume this is autobiographical and when he was first split up with his wife, probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. Timber Bay is way in the hell in Canada, too. Way over Montana. Oh, up in the Saskatchewan area. Really? Like, holy crap. It's a long way in Canada. Well, the, the line, it, it may present slight problems if he loves you half as much. You know? Yeah. It just uh, it flows so nice. So, we made it to the end. What are our overall reviews? I think this holds up well, except for a couple songs that sound dated, really living it up. I mean, Distantly Love could be in the last album. It, do, it doesn't matter. And uh, he's got the covers in there, and he's got his own stuff. It was, I was a joy to listen to some of these songs I forgot about. Because you don't hear them live at all. Why You Wanna Hurt My Heart, I used to have money one time. Told, I think he did play it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, uh, he played uh, I Used to Have Money one, one time kind of recently for us. That's a, but uh, that's yes, this album definitely has a soft spot in my heart. I would rank it very high in my list. It's like song for song, this album is packed with greatness. I do not skip a song on this album. Well, the I one, when the I one song it. I skip is probably one of your favorite songs. Oh, wait, yeah, Mike, anything? Well, yeah, I mean, same thing. It's definitely up there with the, uh, the best. Can't fault this album. I think I might skip... Living it up. Mm. Well, I guess it's thumbs up from all of us. Our very boring review, our love affair. <laughs> Except for Greg gave everything like two wheels or something. No, not much had, dissension I here. What was your fives? Five was one particular harbor. Four was California Promises, Stars on the Water. Was that, was that a four? That was a three. What was uh, Distantly in Love? I know he's looking everywhere but his computer. Distantly in love? Guys, are you I think I gave that a two. You gave it a to two? Listen to that song. Yeah. Well, that your problem. We are the people no doubt. parents warned us about. I gave it a two. Really? Yeah. You didn't stick, you didn't, you didn't uh, step up with your disdain for these songs. No, you guys just moved right on to the next one, so I was just <laughs> quiet. Well, what do you have? Why? What do you have against those songs? I, I don't know. Doesn't no, he mention Sean Ramos? Don't know. you, you always talk about that? What? I talked over Mike. He always mentions, Greg always talks about the San Ramo, because he, Buffett mentions that, and doesn't Greg always say, I was there, where the crazy painter dwells? Was that San Ramo? I drove by San Ramo. I didn't stop in San Ramo. I don't know who the crazy <laughs> painter was at the time. See, this is, this is your guy's thing. I, 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 I never said I didn't like the song. I just, I was in San Ramo. But two wheels, that's pretty low. 
Yeah, we just need dissenting Two opinions. wheels are okay. I don't even think I give Honey Doo two wheels. I think Honey Doo gets three. I so distantly love to get a four. Well, see, Greg likes Honey Doo. I gave Honey Doo four wheels. So you like this? You like Honey Doo more? How does that get four love? wheels and Distantly hey. Luggage two? I like how he says Honey Doo <laughs> me again. <laughs> I know, but I'll take all the support I can get, even if Greg likes it just because of a pun. I like the blue eye yeah. again. That goes up against the lyrics. So they, that Distantly gets, in Love. That gets two extra ship's wheels compared to Distantly in Love. Just those two things. I mitigate the word in love. Two. I don't know. I shut my computer down. Oh yeah, conveniently. <laughs> yeah. The lowest wheels I would. I took all my wheels and averaged them out, and it came to three point one. So I gave more threes than I did twos. Even that's low. Maybe we should yeah, break that. Yeah. Overall, that. Listen to Distantly in Love all week. Next for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Give us to see if he changes or doesn't. Yeah. Gotta have the oops flip flop. I mean, this is one of those albums that yes i like i listen to all the songs when they come around i don't listen to the album as often as i do other albums i particularly like florida days better than this album well i'd agree with that i don't listen to this album too much just because it's so good and i don't want to spoil it well i listen to it so much i guess it never finds its way into my rotation but now uh, i i think i'm going to keep it there and in, in, in my uh, wjoe schmo playlist schmo radio no, we're Peter and I. I do have some jokes. Really? Here. Oh. You know. We got some Halloween's, seasonal material. Halloween's wow. Coming up. Five pages so, of Mike. Halloween jokes. Mike, <laughs> do zombies eat popcorn with their fingers? Uh, I don't know. Well, the answer is no. They eat their fingers separately. <laughs> you always get so dainty. <laughs> Why don't skeletons ever go out on the town? They don't have the guts. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey! <laughs> it's better than this. This one's because they don't have any body to go out with. That's <laughs> <Since> me. <laughs> Except I do go out on the town. Schmo's a happy go lucky I skeleton. get more action than skeleton. Why do vampires need mouthwash? They have bad breath. <laughs> What's a vampire's favorite fast food? A guy with high blood pressure. Oh. <laughs> if you like that one, you're going to love this one, buddy. Oh, Why did man. the vampire subscribe to the Wall Street Journal? He heard it had great circulation. Oh. Happy Halloween! And it looks like we will not be doing a show next week. I think it's time we take a week off anyway. So uh, we'll be back for our post-election yeah. wrap-up show. <laughs> yeah. Who was the more buffety candidate? <laughs> Neither's very buffety at all. I don't know. Barack Obama was born in Hawaii. Yeah, that makes true. him pretty darn buffety, in my opinion. <laughs> but then, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of John McCain stuff that's buffety. Well, Arizona has a... Has a I almost said Radio Margarita. has a uh, Margaritaville Cafe. There you go. John McCain's got that military thing, so like sending the old man home, that's part of that. It's in yeah. there somewhere. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any complaints or comments, just write us at podcast at wastingaway.net or podcast at northcoastcast.com. Or you can send us a voicemail message at 1734 274 5959. 
and tell us how lame we are for never having a decent ending for our shows. <laughs> Until then, never like my jokes. I'm Mickey. I'm Amigo Schmo. Greg. Texas Mike. And Scott and Hud took off, but uh, they were here earlier. And that's that's it from us from the North Coast. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Bye, everybody. See ya. There, now that's an ending. Yeah, I know. We never did that before. We never actually said goodbye. We never thought of that. <laughs> it took us 88 episodes or something. <laughs> That's why we said, how can we say goodbye? We must all be in a barn. <laughs>